podcast, the Six Feet Under Retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers, Moira, Des, and Illyrio. And we're here to talk about <laughs> the fifth season episode, Dancing for Me. And of course, we are joined by another funeral director. Uh, what do you say, Claire? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, everybody. Hi, Claire. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Somehow we're going to fit one more voice onto the call. We're going to give it a shot today. I mean, if Redemption Cast can do it, why not? Uh, it's too many people. <laughs> <laughs> too many peeps. Too many peeps on the dance floor. Too many peeps on the podcast floor. <laughs> well, in the interest of keeping this under two hours, we're just going to launch right into it. Everybody who listens to FisherCast knows who Claire is, so uh, we'll get right into the Darwin Awards. The so Darwin hey. Awards is where we honor the idiots in history that snuffed themselves out before they reproduce. Hey. Unfortunately, this one did, um, <laughs> and uh. it, it caused her downfall. Um, this is from 1997 in Wichita, Kansas. A 10-year-old boy and his friends... Her friend wanted to play basketball in the driveway, but the family car was in the way. He asked his mother if she could move the car, but the woman suddenly had the bright idea to let her son move it himself. As she stood behind the vehicle, she started to guide the boy to back the car up slowly. Walking backwards, she stumbled over a bush. At this point, the boy slammed hard on the pedal to stop the car, but he slammed on the gas and not the brake and ran his mother over. So, uh, congratulations. Oh, that's terrible. People I, are so I'm not used to you stupid. feeling bad for children. Well, I do because you know what? Real children in real life that are not imaginary characters on TV, I actually have a little soft spot in my heart for because I have two children. And if that, if I was idiot enough to let my son drive my car, you know, he's 12, and then he ran over me, my God, do you know what that would do to him emotionally? That would, oh, that would be just t- terrible. You're bringing the whole segment down. Anybody else got something funny to say? <laughs> <laughs> um, this happened to a firefighter yesterday here in Montreal. Really? Really? He was working on something in front of the truck, and the two firefighters actually just didn't realize he was there. Got run over. Oh my just god! The worst. Oh, that's so. It wasn't sad. exactly the same because there wasn't a twelve-year-old involved. That one was more like an accident. It wasn't that person causing, you know, themselves to be run over by idiocy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. There are different degrees of idiocy, I suppose. Yes, there are. Well, nobody's laughing yet. Why don't we take a break and laugh at this? Here's a promo from What's On with Stefan Dennis. Not enough time to follow your favorite shows? Too busy to figure out what's worth watching? Well, let these ladies do the watching for you. My name is Steph. And my name is Dev. If it's on, they watch it. Saturday Night Live. Being Human. Lost Girl. Dexter. Eureka. The Walking Dead. Grey's Anatomy. Parks and Rec. Survivor. Modern Family. Merlin. Friday Night Lights. They'll parse the good. But I loved it. it was, I enjoyed it. It was great. <laughs> I was like, whoa, you know? I was not expecting that at all. So I, I, I like that. The bad. I just was not interested in any of this. So long and not good. And it was like, oh, come on. And the downright awful. I groaned. I was like, oh, I can't stand her face. That was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. 
So tune in weekly to What's On with Steph and Des for all your television needs. Available on iTunes or directly at What's On with Steph and Des. Blogspot.com. What's up? And we're back. <laughs> Yay. Yay. That was funny. Yay. That's a great show. I awesome was a show. show. Last week we talked about FisherCast and told everybody to come and play the promo and everything. Yeah. So there you great. go. That's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. So um, – we're going to get into open casket viewing, and we're going to try our best not to deliver another two-hour podcast to your earbuds. Maybe we'll actually do an hour. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, Moira, you have a synopsis? Yes, I do. All right. Season 5, Episode 2, Dancing for Me. Nate hangs with some high school friends but finds that, as adults, they share little more than teenage memories. Ruth gets relief from George's daughter, Maggie. Brenda is reluctant to accept Margaret's help and struggles in her new internship. David and Keith's baby dream starts to resemble a nightmare. Claire bemoans being pigeonholed by her art. Rico seeks sympathy from Vanessa. Written by Scott Buck and directed by Dan Adius. That wasn't, wasn't too far off. No, it wasn't. wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> he didn't actually hang with his friends. Yeah, that was weird. Well, he kind of did. They were, both, they were all in the funeral home together for a few hours. They were kind of hanging. Yeah. Is it too early for me to exclaim, Chris Pine! No, damn it! Spoilers. Damn it, <laughs> I was going to do that when we got to that part. I apologize for my premature exclamation. <laughs> well, since we're already getting into it, I mean, what were you guys? What, were you guys surprised at all? I mean, all of a sudden, yes, I was excited, but he was in there so such a short time. Yeah. I was, well, I guess this was before he was a big star. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now this was. Uh, I was like, I know that guy. Wait a sec. That's the new Kirk. <laughs> yeah. And he. He's acting exactly the same way. <laughs> uh, he has a very distinctive timbre of voice, I thought. Uh, I, I thought that was really funny. I did yeah. not expect someone from... It's like Pam from The Office, Kirk yeah. from The Kirk Show. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. He played, he played definitely a lesser role, just like um, we had Ted Mosby on the show a couple seasons yeah. ago, just for yes. a split second. It was pretty yes. funny. And Ray Wilson. Well, while yeah, we're spoiling yeah. guest stars in the in the episode, um, Nate's other friend, um, he was oh, in yeah. Persons Unknown. Don't like him. Yes, along with uh, Maggie, who played Moira in Persons Unknown. Yep. So that excited me, too. I really like that show a lot. All my trivia for the entire episode is blown. Let's just get into it, then. Uh, All right. <laughs> this is how we cut the show length down. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow, geez. people saying I'm long-winded. Um, no. Uh, no, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we digress. <laughs> All right, so uh, this first scene, Sam Hoviak is backing out of his garage, opens his truck door, grabs the paper, and falls out, and his truck runs over his chest, killing him. Who, who, it was, head, who was that lazy? That's ridiculous. He couldn't have opened the garage door, grabbed the paper, then got in the car and backed out? Seriously? It wasn't they, that far to walk. They did mention he had gotten fat, and as we all know, fat people are lazy, useless things. <laughs> yeah. It was Ooh, not very fat. nice. What? That hurts, he man. Wasn't that fat. No, but I'm, I'm trying to make a point. He wasn't that fat at all. 
<laughs> it was just stupid and lazy. And it was, by the way, idiot. if I could be allowed to digress already, uh, I managed to run myself over the very first time I played uh, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I somehow got out of the car to mug somebody or something, and I didn't leave the car in park. And <laughs> the car repeatedly ran me over up against the brick wall. I was, was going to ask if you were. I was going to ask if you were playing while you were actually driving, and that's how you hit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, we're giving like survival tips for people here. They can they can live longer because of us. On yes, listen to us. Yep. Don't die moronically. You know, if the guy had left his seatbelt on, he wouldn't be dead now because he wouldn't have been yeah. able to get out of his car and fall over. <laughs> but then he couldn't reach the newspaper. Right, he would have had to stop the car and park it and get out. That's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what like was, It was something he was kind of used to doing, like a, yeah. a daily thing, and the perhaps he's just gotten a little bit too large to stretch that far. <laughs> Oh. The message is actually don't buy an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the message is get your news on the internet. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that one better. Yes. Yeah. All right. In the next scene, Nate and Brenda are banging. When, uh... Point us, interrupt us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This is why you lock your doors, people. This is why kids are the worst. <laughs> so, <laughs> raise your hand really... if it's to you. <laughs> Not me. I may or may not be raising my hand. Uh, I I, I kind of am. <laughs> Ooh, I am All not. right, I'll show solidarity. I'm raising my hand. All right, thank you. <laughs> That's what locks are for. That's what locks are for. So Maya was really adorable in the scene. Uh, she's jumping up and down. They're like, are you dancing for us? And she's like, I am dancing for me. And you know what, girl? You go, girl. You keep that motto your whole life, that's woman. That's right. <laughs> and that's where the episode title came from? Seriously? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm having a hard time trying to figure out how it relates to the rest. It sounds like you be, I, I want to be, be myself kind of thing. but I think yeah, it relates pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Brenda was pretending that she that she wanted to work at a free clinic when in fact she did not. So mm-hmm. why don't you just dance for yourself? Billy's going to do this horrible thing at the end, and that's because he wants to dance for himself. Mm-hmm. Claire doesn't know herself at all, so she doesn't know how to dance for herself. <laughs> and um, don't I can't wait for us to talk about Ricky. I can't wait for us to talk about Ricky. Uh-huh. Ricky, 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 Ricky. Oh. Uh, okay, so in the next scene, uh, Keith is asking David to sign what's called a, a step-parent petition. Apparently, they need to – Keith needs to be the father once they go to this with the surrogate, and then David will be signing up as co-parent. Okay, so remember how we were talking about using the surrogate and her eggs, too, and everything? Apparently, they're doing that. I think that's a horrible idea. They should have an egg donor in addition to a surrogate. Well, that's what they were going to try to do when he suggested Claire later, but – uh, yes, David should read worse. the fucking thing, and Keith should stop being a fucking bully. That was my note for that scene. I <laughs> I like Keith. I think he's. I yes. think Keith is a bully. I disagree. I think he's adorable in this episode. I uh, I can see how you'd see that way because he was just like, "Don't worry, you don't need to read it. I read all of it for you." Yeah, sure. I'm going to read it. Thank you. <laughs> this is kind of a big thing. <laughs> yeah, read everything anyone wants you to sign. From beginning to end, and if you don't know how to read, go find someone else to read it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think of the name Jackson Charles Fisher? I like I it. it. I liked it. I really liked um, it. 
I think it, it was weird that he called them the Los Angeles Dodgers. Why don't just call them the Dodgers? They live in L.A. He has to be precise about which city. I thought that was weird. But apart from that, I really enjoy the name. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that um, Keith's last name was the you know middle name, basically. and uh, It works, though. Yeah, uh, it, it really does. It I sounds liked it. better I than that. Fisher Charles. Yeah. Uh, or Fisher yeah. Cast. <laughs> That's a dumb name. <laughs> this yeah, show about fishing? That. Jeez. Uh, George is marveling at Ruth's work ethic, 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 affectation. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he tries to help her clean, but uses the wrong towel. And, He's uh, the worst. Old people bickering. <laughs> wow, I'm being enthralled. I feel so bad for Ruth, you know? I don't right now. She I... needs to own this and stop no. being a giant cunt. No, she, she needs to, no, she <laughs> needs to <laughs> divorce him. Because... You know what? Yes, I agree. But yeah. you can't do this whole passive-aggressive resentment, hating everything about the person next to you without going... Anyway, more on this later. But sure, she's... I, I, I agree 100%, Illyrio. She needs to be up She'll explode eventually, and you know, I mean, she almost did. They teased us. They teased us about with a with a Ruth explosion. Yeah, I got really excited. Me too. I was like, because I thought that was real. I thought that was real, and she it drives me crazy that she won't you know come out and express herself. But I can understand because you know she feels kind of like trapped, like she can't you know do anything about it. I, I agree with you, Illyrio, that watching her being petty and mean and snipey with George is really irritating. Yeah. You know, like solve the problem and figure it out one way or the other. But this sort of mean biting. Is Ruth? Is, Do we have an know. age on Ruth, a current age on Ruth? I don't know, 50 something. I'm not sure. She's in her 50s, right? Yeah. No, like, who are you trying to, like, have you not lived enough life that you can just be open and honest with people yet? It's really no. sad. She's, she's a very pet. Person. Yeah, she is who she is. She's not going to suddenly. I change. know. She needs a new foundation. <laughs> I just find it. I find it like odd that she's not embracing this because she's the type of person who always needs to take care of everybody. That's a really good point. It does but seem almost out of character. With, I guess, when she took care of her grandmother or whatever, um, we had heard that story before. I thought it was her mother, but I guess it was her grandmother yeah. that she took care of when she was younger. I guess it's like a totally different thing, you know, to take care of somebody who is so, um, so much work compared to just your children who, you know, are able to you know, do things for themselves and everything. But yeah, it was, it just seemed a little odd to me that it's, it's not something she's embracing. But I think I it's think... because she didn't know it going into it, right? That's the issue. She feels yeah, like yeah. she got trapped and, and she got that's... tricked. That's so, where I have a problem, too. Right. Yeah. The fact that she wasn't given this uh, notice of this, and she had absolutely no say in the matter, and mm-hmm. now she's been thrust into this against her will because she more than likely, you know, well, either would not have married him or would have, but, you know, would have, they could have worked together to make sure something does, like this doesn't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really, it sucks for her. And I, I'm totally sympathetic with her because this is not her fault. Plus, the grandma character, the way they portray her, she's just a nightmare. Yeah. Like, if that's really what Ruth had to put up with as a little girl, then I have a lot of sympathy for Ruth. <laughs> um, I think she's not embracing the whole needing to be a caretaker because I think she uh, was really looking forward to being done with that part of her life. Mm. I don't know. 
like like sharing positive things with a partner. You mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. She got Last off. week, uh, uh, Des, you were arguing a lot about, uh, you know, he, sh- she should divorce him mm-hmm. while he's getting like shock treatment. No, this is the time when you you hand the divorce papers. What I I I feel sympathy for Ruth, but I also feel sympathy for George because what Ruth is doing is cruel. It's just mm-hmm. cruel. I I yes. understand she's bitter and everything, but how many weeks have gone by now? And and I just I just feel like. Okay, now he's lucid. Let's have let's have actually instead of sitting quietly and being passive aggressive, let's have a conversation about this and get our feelings out there. I feel no sympathy for George because um he didn't tell her any of this stuff and this is like something that he should have told her. Mm-hmm. So he brought it upon himself, I feel. You know? Yeah. And he, and he's trying to be kind in this episode. Um but uh, unfortunately, this is almost as bad as what Rico did to Vanessa. He I, should have, t- yes, maybe even he should worse. Talk, he should talk to Ruth about it because this is not something small. He has affected her life in a huge way, and now he's just going to pretend everything's okay. Right. And you know, whoop de doo, life goes on. It doesn't work that way. This is why another reason I have no sympathy for him because he doesn't even try to address it. You know, feel bad that he did this to her, that he trapped her like this. You know, it's it oh, terrible person, terrible person. Well, uh, moving on, we we have uh, by the way, the, the legless grandmother in the little fantasy part is actually played by the same actress who was uh, one of George's wives' uh, heads in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually wife number two in that episode. She never gets to be an entire person. No. Only parts of her. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Uh, anyway, th- during the intake, we find out that Sam Hoviak was actually Nate's buddy from high school, and uh, his wife. Chris Linda- Vine. <laughs> oh, sorry, I said Chris Vine. Very <laughs> soon, we're very soon to that part. <laughs> his wife Linda is actually played by Anne Cusack, who is John and Joan's sister. What? There's enough. another Cusack. There's another oh, Cusack. I gotta go back. There's an army of Cusacks. <laughs> she looks army familiar, but I didn't know where yeah, I'd seen she, her. She's did anyone else feel she was awesome. being? A- Extremely detached and cold about the yes. whole thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Something tells me she's brought way too many beers to the living room, and she's <laughs> kind of ready for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love I'm the, sure the she, she's, def- she's definitely not as crushed as her husband is. You bring me some more back. I, need more dip. I really love the badly, badly photoshopped picture of old Chris Pine. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because at this point like i saw the picture and i I had no idea i forgot that i'm actually probably the first time i saw this i didn't even know chris pine so you know it wasn't a big deal but going back in the second one you really notice the the hilariousness of the uh picture (laughs) would you say hilaria I totally did not recognize him from this picture. Right. No, yeah. nor, nor did I. I didn't know it was a picture of him. I thought it was a picture of like dead guy. You know, dead guy, yeah. Who was obviously not Chris Pine. No. As soon as, as soon as I saw the name of like you know when his name came up at the very start of the episode, I was like, oh, it's the Chris Pine episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't pay attention to uh, opening credits. Lost made me. Avoid them oh, some, yes. unconsciously. She means a death title card, you know, the guy's name. Yeah, I recognize the character's name for some reason. I just remember it was Sam like one of the 
Oh, I see what you mean. You recognize Sam Hoviak as being the Chris Pine episode. Yeah. Ah, ah, that's clear, Claire. Thank you. <laughs> so, speaking of Claire, transition. Okay. Uh, the word... I want to be very clear. I'm sorry to cut you off, Robin. For the next five minutes, I'm going to be talking about Claire. It's not our, our, our lovely guest. But this horribly needy, just <laughs> awfully inflexible wannabe <laughs> artist person who's... Eh, here's Here's... Do you think I should? Really, Claire? <laughs> really? Olivia, Al- I'm high-fiving you right now, because I agree <laughs> as well. <laughs> but I think maybe... Oh, like, all she needs is to, like, giggle behind her hand, and then the, she, she could be the embodiment of just this spineless, 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 spineless person. Claire, grow a pair. She got a little taste no, of... Uh, a of... sexist thing to say something about her not being a a stereotype of a, of a weak woman. But I, 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 I fully embrace that irony. Well, she got a little Us taste red, of... red-headed artists called Claire, we're all exactly the same. <laughs> no! <laughs> Thank God. The British Claires are awesome sauce. Yes. The American Yay. one, not so much. <laughs> Isn't that always the way, Moira? I know. <laughs> all right, now. So, so the yeah, the gallery owner is not interested in selling wedding photographs. Kenny Rogers is actually more interested in uh, collage stuff. Kenny Rogers, I'm sorry, but really, who wedding photos? Who would want to buy pictures exactly. of someone else's wedding photos? Yeah, that's it. Makes no sense. <laughs> she should start her own wedding photography business if she wants to sell wedding photos. Right, she wants to be an artist. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, maybe she got a little taste of the success and, you know, listened to Billy and ah, was just like, ah. I don't even know why it's good to people, but it's just, it, it just is. And she ah, kind of expected them ah. to take anything. Yeah. Yeah. She's a bit naive, I think. I, I, she's you know, more than anything. She's very naive. She yeah. should have, she should have like, you know, become aware of this during our, you know, living in that world. You know yes. that you're not going, you know, as much of it is about, um, honing your craft, not to sound really pretentious, as it is getting success, and not everyone's going to like what you do, and not everything you do is going to be commercially successful. Exactly. Maybe she should have finished art school, she would have learned some of these things. <laughs> exactly. There's a thought. <laughs> Downstairs. Mind, in- you, mind you, I didn't finish art school either, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are you to talk? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, down, down in the embalming room, Nate and David are talking about uh, Sam Hoviak is, and it turns out that uh, David had a crush on him. Not as bad as the cr- crushing blow that the truck did on Sam Hoviak's <laughs> chest. Well, um, oh, Chris Pine, who wouldn't have a crush on him? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David gets a call, and young Sam shows up. Here we go. <laughs> Yay! He's so hot. Oh, that hair, guys. Come on, that hair was a little wit. What? His hair was dated. It was okay. It was Chris Pine, so with all this. Ladies, wouldn't you all agree that his eyebrows are a little bit abnormally large? No, No, I have large eyebrows. He has these like Bert from Sesame Street eyebrows. I think I think imperfections are really sexy, and I think the sexiest thing about hey, him is his acne scars. I, I think his acne scars are hot because it's an imperfection. <laughs> Just saying, I do. His eyebrows are really kind of big for someone 
Is no. it right? He's perfect. Sorry, we're all Peter Gallagher fans here, so you're not going to get away with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> young Never Sam is uh, scoffing at his fat older self, and we find out that Nate uh, slept with his girlfriend when Sam was going after some other girl. And he says, remember when there was nothing in the world you couldn't get away with and it would always be that way? And away Chris Pine goes. And for the rest of the episode, he's replaced with a really awful looking dummy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. One of the, I, I, I don't think it's the greatest corpse they've designed. For you know, yeah. Most of the time, the corpses actually look like people, you yeah. know, but this one didn't. It looked like uh, it looked fake. The everything yeah. about it. It looked like. Uh, a reject from Madame Tussauds. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it did. Tussauds. Do, oh, do you sorry. think any of the um, the actors have ever asked if they can keep the like corpse version of themselves? No, that's kind <laughs> of like creepy. Chris Pine wanted to keep it. <laughs> I so, would. Like, whenever he he thought he was like gaining weight, Chris Pine could look at that and go, "I don't want to look like that." Gotta <laughs> work out. Gotta to work out. I think I remember reading somewhere that Richard Jenkins was pretty frightened of his in the pilot episode. You know, I believe uh, it. Yeah. Freak me out. It feels like a like a jinx. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're back back to Ruth and George again. They're having dinner. George is trying again to engage her in conversation. Even cracks a pretty darn good joke. I love that joke. I will use it now forever. <laughs> I don't remember what. Oh, the one. Leo, go ahead. What do you call an Italian hooker, Des? Oh, yeah, uh, I I remember the joke now. I don't remember exactly the words. It didn't. A so much. prostitute. <laughs> that's like that's like five year old humor right there. Hey, hey, don't judge me. <laughs> no judgment. In my repertoire. And here's where uh, Ruth explodes at George, but it's actually not real. My heart was lifted. I wish it was real. held on high, and a ray of light (laughs) burst through the dark clouds of this show (laughs) and shot upon my heart and breathed new life into it, and then it was just in her head, and I was... I hate her. Come on, Ruth. I I was so disappointed... When it wasn't real, I thought it was real. I thought she finally snapped, and I have a feeling she will snap because she does that. She just holds everything inside, and then she snaps. Oh, yeah. But if she had snapped, I think that, you know, they could have dealt with this instead of her just, you know, going on seething. Basically, what you guys just said. I agree, I agree, I agree. Oh, good God, I was annoyed when it wasn't real. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Um, the next scene, Margaret is upset that Brenda is interning at a free clinic with the crack addicts. <laughs> and uh, we also learn in this scene that Maya's just started to call Brenda mommy. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, I wrote that down. You know Lisa is rolling over in her grave. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's going to walk right in. <laughs> yeah. At least we didn't have to see her this episode. <laughs> Brenda's mom is the worst. That's my note. <laughs> I, I love her. I, I do too. I, every time she shows up, I saw her name in the opening credits, and I, I get I'm happy because yeah. she's such a piece of work, but she's fun yes. to watch. Yes, I agree she's completely. The worst. <laughs> she is the worst too. Yes, you're right, absolutely. But yeah. just oh, like Nate. holy cow, you and your little happy family. She's the worst, the worst in a fun way. Rico's the worst in a not fun way. You he found a new Ricky way to be douchey. Is, every episode, a new a-hole for Ricky today. Every episode, I think he can't get douchier, and then he always tops it. And it's just, it's <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. I thought, oh, my God, you found a new low. All right, all right, we'll get, we'll get to it. 
Okay. Uh, uh, in the next scene, we, we start with our Rico plotline here. Uh, Ricky needs to move out. By the way, I refuse to call him Rico. I'm calling him Ricky for the rest of this season. If you have a problem with it, you can send your hate mail to... Fishercast1 uh, at gmail.com. Yeah, there Attention we go. Lirio. Attention Attention. Stop calling Rico Ricky. Uh, he needs to move out because this is cramping his style. Lirio, can I ask you... Um, how long can people I, I, live I together this before oh, they're considered mother and son? Because I want to have Rico be a fisher. No. No. There's no such thing. No, there has Robin. To be a Isn't there common law adoption? No. Vetoed. No. Robin, no. How long can a Canadian keep a child in the house before it's his? Um, <laughs> I can tell you that if you rent a home... And you are the one maintaining said home, and you have been doing so for 10 years, you can actually lay claim to the home up here where I live. But children, no. <laughs> Thank goodness, because uh, we don't want him as a Fisher of the Week ever. He will never be, even if he was a Fisher. <laughs> like he'd ever get nominated by anybody. <laughs> Somebody might just come out and nominate him at, at a shock, a shocking value. Like uh, we had one George vote last season. Thank you, Lenny, for. Oh, uh, Lenny, for you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, just did it to spite us. Ricky yeah. and Pam are getting it, you know, hot and heavy, and then yeah. an old guy walks by. That's 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 really what you want. This is why George sucks so much, because clearly they are in the midst of getting it on. And he looks and he's like, am I interrupting anything? And then he sits down to watch TV with them. Hello? What an asshole. I'll I'll say something about this. George is struggling for a connection in this episode. He's trying hard to just... Be, just get into a polite conversation with somebody. But Something. You're, you're not going to get a connection when you're doing that kind of shit. People are yeah. just going to be even less likely to want to connect with you. Well, he's mentally ill, so, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can't knock him for acting strange. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so uh, Sharon uh, decides to take off and says, hey, we'll meet for lunch tomorrow. <sighs> okay, so uh, in the next scene... Uh, Billy can't come. <laughs> and this is when he's talking about how blaming it on the medication. This is when he I say oh, he, he is going off his medication. <laughs> I know it. Now, we need Moira to tell us about this medication. <laughs> okay. So, Seroquel. Seroquel is an antipsychotic. It is called an atypical antipsychotic because it's one of the newer ones. Um, it tends to be better tolerated. People tend to be more willing to stay on it. Um, and yeah, it's used a lot with bipolar disorders. So the writers got it correct this time. And his yeah. other drug is lithium, which I think most people have heard of. And it's been used as a, a mood stabilizer for years and years and years. Works very well, and we use it a lot with uh, bipolar disorders. So yeah, don't they also uh, use lithium for ADD? For which? ADD, ADHD. No. 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 Okay. No. No. Ritalin. Yeah, Ritalin. I All was kinds close. Of, yeah, different forms of Ritalin. But while you're chatting, I'm just going to look. You just keep talking amongst yourselves. I'm going to look up whether, whether it really causes ejaculation problems. Well, that's, I, that's I don't know if that was true or question. not. Yeah, Robin, I'll, I'll Robin, look that up. Robin, I'll get back Robin. to you yes. in a minute. Just, just between us boys, okay? <laughs> you're, 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 you're in the moment with your woman. You're, mm. well, sorry, I don't want to assume anything. You're in the moment with your significant other. And 
you know that you're not going to be able to complete. Do you uh, say so in the middle and warn them, or do do, do you just uh, maybe stop and then talk about it? Um, I struggle and flail around like a dying fish until <laughs> until I finally just roll over in exasperation and and <laughs> cry to myself. See, um, I'm going to enter in a third possibility. Okay, I would just fake, fake it. it. Yes, yeah, fake it. That's yeah. Is he wearing a condom? <laughs> Mm-hmm. If he's wearing a condom, he can fake it. It, 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 doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, just fake it. You know, in the heat of the passion, the girl won't know. And Most likely. Seriously, no worries, though. Claire came, so everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. our answer. Ooh. Yes, it can cause ejaculation problems. Oh, well, I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> it can cause ejaculation oh. I hate the homelessness problem. And uh, most medications like that will, I think they like, will decrease... Um, sex drive anyway, so well, or our ability to orgasm. Yeah, I just want—I just wanted to be yeah. sure that you know we weren't presuming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have some advice for Claire, the Claire Fisher, not Claire Lafar. You really shouldn't pretend to threaten a fucking psycho. <laughs> when, when he's like, "Oh, so I don't matter," and she's like, "Yeah." and I'm going to kill you. Really? <laughs> but, you know, he's on his meds at the moment. But it doesn't know. matter. He's insane. It is, but he's like, he's Billy, you know, he's not totally psycho when he's on his meds. He's yeah, okay. I'm, okay. I'm going with Jazz here. He is not insane at the moment. He's not yes. out of touch. He's well aware of right and wrong. So, no, he's not going to do anything to her while he's medicated. Come on. Oh, I know he wouldn't necessarily do anything while he's medicated. More on this much later. Yes. But the idea that you would allow yourself to have that kind of exchange with someone who clearly has mental issues... <laughs> Shows a lack of judgment. She is playing with fire. Playing with fire. (laughs) I've wanted to fake threaten Claire all podcast here, and I know know better. What makes what? Which Which Claire? (laughs) This time we're talking about Claire Lafar. (gasps) Oh, whatever has she done to deserve that? I don't know. She's about to go off her meds. Now she's going to go off her meds, Robin. Watch out. She's quietly yeah, dumping her pills in the toilet right now. She's going to explode. <laughs> she's going to scream at us all like a Ruth Fisher. <laughs> Be warned. No. Ah, can I just say about Claire? Okay, this this from the girl who had never had a freaking orgasm until about a month and a half ago or something. And now she's lying there all smugly like, ooh, I yeah. got mine and I know all about this. Oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have an orgasm. Just don't be smug about it. Well, yeah. Claire Fisher has never been known as to talk as if she knows everything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, in the next scene, David is thinking about calling their child uh, Wolverine. And uh, <laughs> I know. That, that was my thought, too. Logan. Uh, Logan's a good name, too. Logan or Jackson. They're both good. It's Those just, are last names. Yeah, and no, it's the matter not, with you people. Not in America, they're not. It's so typically like what a guy would want to call their child. I mean, I'm yeah. expecting for them to come out with Holden next, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's weird. It's really funny because you know they're they're gay guys. So this is I just I would think that this is more of like a manly, like this Jackson. It just. It just makes me happy that it's not something like Destiny or Renesme or something that a teenage, teenage girl would name her child, you know? Yeah. Wait, Robin, 
just because someone's gay doesn't make them unmanly. I was just thinking um, that. <laughs> and also... Was I, like, uh, just slightly homophobic there? Yeah, apologize. that was a bad basher. That's fine. I will now bash gays by saying, clearly, if this was realistic at all, these two gay gentlemen would name them Brendan. Or Brandon. And that would be the name of the child. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't so. Because those are fabulous names. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Illyrio. No, Everybody's not in forgotten the UK, about what I said. Not. <laughs> Brendan and Brandon. My, I have a friend at work say, saying about ridiculously kind of Logan names. Uh, one of my colleagues has two sons, and they are called Logan and Hudson. Hudson. Oh God, Hudson! <laughs> really? Oh, if you're English, no Hudson. Well, um, mm. What about Hunter? There's another one, Hunter. Tucker. <laughs> oh God. God. It's see, I don't like common names, and that one's gotten pretty common. You're mm-hmm. just above every all the common people. I don't. Yeah. I don't like the marketer of this podcast. It, it makes me sad when I meet someone and their name is like so common, like Michael. You know, it's like really your mom named you Michael. She couldn't think of anything original. I was at a party last night, and everybody who <laughs> presented themselves and introduced ourselves, uh, every time I would say Illyrio, they'd be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> And it was funny. We were out back at this picnic table thing in the backyard, and uh, these and these people had this really positive reaction to my name because you know they weren't from here; they were from Europe. And then this the next person who introduced themselves was Richard, and I was and I was very close to saying, "Oh, boring name guy. Don't worry, you'll get attention from the ladies some other way." <laughs> Every time I'm on the phone, I swear uh, at work, you know, I'm calling you know, like old guys you know, for, for, for my job. And, uh, it's just like, hi, uh, my name is Robin. How can I help you? And they're like, Robert. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, all right, Bob, I want to make an order. Nope. <laughs> I, I get Stephanie all the time. I say, this does right. They say Stephanie. And I was like, sure. <laughs> no, that's the yes. other one. <laughs> I, I, I have to say when I was at school in my class, we had seven Claire's all spelt the same way. All Claire Louise, because it was the most common name in my area when I was born. And it got so confusing that we all took on nicknames. This was in drama of characters. We were in like productions. And that's actually where my username came from the Twitter and everything. I get so annoyed when I meet another Desiree. I really do, because that's my name, and I don't want to share it. There is only one! No, it's not like when you meet like a girl named Robin, you know? Annoying. Well, I can understand, but Robin, I like the name Robin for a boy better than for a girl. Thank you. Yeah. Just wanted yeah. to get that out there. All right, so uh, thank you, everybody. This is our first major digression. We're going to move along now. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, Keith, this is good for us. We're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Getting is, a bit of echo, Robin, just to let you know. Yeah, I hear it. Echo. Okay, I guess it stopped. Um, Keith is laying on the charm and brings up the whole Claire's eggs issue. And Ew. because of this, David has a really creepy dream. This, okay. Oh, I love before it. Before we get into the dream, before we get into the world's creepiest dream, I just want to say that that is a horrible idea to let mm-hmm. Claire donate an egg because that is going, like, like they were saying, like the most awkward Thanksgiving ever. You know, I mean, can you do that? Can you? Could you really do that where it's your child, but it's being raised by your brother and you're around the child all the time? That's just too raised weird. Raised by another? 
It's not just like a small favor. Keith's like, oh, yeah, just asking, you know, that. Like, they go into it a bit later, but it's a massive commitment. Yeah. It's You have to take, like, all kinds of injections for months and months and months, and it's not like a little needle. It's like a massive needle. And then you have surgery and all this kind of thing, and then there's the emotional thing, and you have to be, you know, you have to have counseling to see if you'd be able to... Um, go through it and so it's not just like a little thing is it well I have no problems it's a, with it's a big favor I have it no problems with the physical thing. aspect of it at all because you know it's like okay you donating a kidney or something like that you know you do something mm -hmm. like that for someone you love because you care about them and it's okay but the emotional aspect of it is just to me too much for this situation if it was a stranger, I it, less issues. But when that child's there all the time, and you see the child all the time, and you know it's your child, it's just too. I would think too hard emotionally. The, the, I wouldn't be able to do it. The funny thing was, I had to laugh when this whole thing came up because I could have sworn we talked about this on Fishercast before, like the possibility of Claire having yes. Keith's baby and having it be <laughs> close enough to David. We we mentioned it, I think, um, last time when we were talking about the surrogates and the egg donors oh, okay. and all that stuff. I thought, I thought even further away we talked about this. Anyway. I really think that it should be like a lot. I mean, personally speaking, I think in this case with like the same-sex couple where you can't conceive, you know, biologically your own child, it should be like a last option because the way, just personally speaking, there's so many kids that need adopting. Yeah. And yeah. that is your child, even if it's not genetically your child, that is your child, because you're the parent. Genetics has nothing to do with whether you're that child's mother or father figure. Yeah, it worked for I Webster. Agree. So. There's so much work to, uh, there's so much involved expense-wise and physical, you know, things going on to make a child this way that adopting a child who is not wanted is such a better idea mm. but the whole, they do a whole, they do a thing now where like for two you know male parents where they like combine the sperm and mix them and then inject it into the donor egg so that it could be either either one yeah. could be the father and you won't know except in a case where you know like David and Keith where the baby comes out white or black then is you'll that know. just roulette? Is that what that is? I believe that's <laughs> what that is. Wait, but that—that's kind of dumb. You know why I think that's kind of dumb? Because you really should know your family history if you can know it. So what the hell? That's just yes, dumb. It's just yeah. Just <laughs> hey, oh, it's my kid, not your kid. You no, know, I get why. You know? I just still think I, it's stupid. I, I just get I get very very irritated when I read. Uh, uh, this is me getting my soapbox. Sorry, <laughs> I get very irritated. Here it comes. And when you have, um, yeah, you have like, sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, he couldn't come. No, you, you go ahead. <laughs> Billy couldn't come. Um, but I, I get very irritated when you have couples who are very uh, head-on saying, I have a right to have a... First of all, I have a right to have a child. No, you don't. If you can have children, it's a blessing. You don't have a right. And if, particularly when you have same-sex couples who say they have a right to have a child that's genetically theirs... I'm like, no, you don't. You know, it's it's it, it sucks. It sucks, but you don't. But there are so right. many children that you can have as your child. Biologically, you, know, you can't yeah. make a child. So you know what? Exactly. You need the choice to be together in a way that biologically doesn't make children. You need to find a different alternative. 
Exactly. I could be a child. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, this is getting real boring. Let's talk about the strength. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. And it wasn't too clear. It's just it's going on for a while. But the dream yeah. is like I- I'm dying to talk about this. <laughs> okay, so okay. we're we're at the farm and Keith- Green Acres Farm. <laughs> Okay, can I say that Keith looks damn good in his overalls? <laughs> Do you notice he's Very got his nice. gun belt on? Wait. <laughs> I must interject immediately. That is by far one of the most racist things I've ever seen. Because oh, really? you have an African-American man wearing overalls without a shirt. So Come on, guys. I didn't appreciate I, I don't understand either. I didn't I appreciate the symbolism. Were there a lot of black farmers who didn't wear shirts with their overalls yeah. at one time? Something I don't get it. It's 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 a common image in certain types of things, and I just felt that really we had to go the shirtless overall route. You guys I've think never seen wearing a straw hat. I would not have felt the same way. But I have never seen wearing a straw hat. I have never seen the shirtless black man in overalls before, so it's a, it was okay with me. Now, the gun belt I thought was hilarious. Yeah, this is David's dream. That's what I was thinking. This is David's dream. Of course, you know, and David, David, we find out later, is big in the shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and he's wearing his hot gun belt, you know, and driving a big <laughs> tractor. I mean, it's just like... It's I, 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 like, I was, wanted to get that it, out of the way. It was, I, yeah, more, it of a, was more of a gay, wet dream than a racist thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm not disagreeing, but I was just a little bit put off by the overalls thing. So when the barn opens, what, is, what were you guys' reactions <laughs> to, uh, well, I guess this is Claire, right? It was creepy. That was my reaction. It, it was like, she looked like a, a video game character out of a CGI avatar or something. puppet heads. It was, head, so, yeah. it was so creepy. Why? Why did she look like that? Why didn't she just look like Claire? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> So so <laughs> I love and, uh, and she was mute too. That was also creepy. Yeah, with the blinking yeah, eyes. Oh. <laughs> Shudder. So she offers uh, eggs, <laughs> and Keith enjoys one. <laughs> David bites one, and it's solid. And while he's uh, stammering over the egg, uh, Keith runs off with the redhead <laughs> and leaves David with a mutant baby. <laughs> It's a deformed incest baby or something. That was so gross. Uh, poor David. He's still... Excellent insight. Now, now, Desiree, can I just point out, that is the ugliest baby ever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but Maya comes in a close second. But no, 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 no. That was not a real baby. Maya was a real baby. Exo facto, Maya was the ugliest baby in the world. No. Yes. That was the ugliest baby. How about that? Okay. At least it wasn't one of those uh, preemie little dolls they use in in the medical shows because those <laughs> creep me the fuck out. They're the worst. Um, yeah, so, I thought the whole baby thing was very David Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, so we go on. Uh, Brenda's starting at the free clinic. She meets Eileen Goldberg and she takes her to her Office that she's going to be sharing with somebody else. And... Office sucks. Get out of there. <laughs> that office is the worst. We're now at Sam's viewing, and Rico talks to Nate about how lucky he's going to get at lunch. Oh. And, uh, we meet Tom Wheeler, who we already talked about. But uh, we did say Persons Unknown. He's also on a yes. couple episodes of Dexter. So yes. I'd like to see. Oh. So, yeah. Um, 
it, it turns out that Tom, Nate, and Sam were a big, like, best friends in high school. Um, and uh, now he's a family man, but I uh, invites him to get a beer later. More on that later. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Maggie uh, arrives at the Fisher home. George finally has someone who's going to be nice to him. And <laughs> <laughs> they talk to her about the frustrations that they've had since he's been home. And uh, when George goes to get a book for her, Maggie seems to say, like, hey, this isn't as bad as you made it sound like on the phone. <laughs> oh, please. Hmm. But Maggie's Ruth used to it. Is a horrible, selfish person. She needs to express herself and get it all out in the open. See, he's better around Maggie, though, all, apparently, all the time. So, of course, it's, she, he's not going to be as bad when she shows up. Well, all that episode- he's getting from... Oh, sorry, click on I say all, all oh, he's getting boy, from right? Ruth is she's emanating hostility. <laughs> so, I mean, George is like walking on eggshells right now. Yeah. No yeah. wonder he's more relaxed when you he's know, near. And he's not really, though. He seems almost oblivious to it. Like, you know, he just doesn't care or doesn't really notice how terribly upset she is because he just blunders on thinking he can make a joke. And, you know, it just irks me. He's really trying the I- Robin Burge approach to marriage. And uh, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think he is aware because that's why he explodes later because it's building and building up yeah. and I think you know, I, so I think he's aware but he doesn't seem like he's aware and he, he acts like he's just you know oblivious and that's just it's so much worse for me you know if you know he what? had at least tried to talk it out with her well I was just going to mm-hmm. say yeah I think we're Annoyed with her for not bringing it up, but it's annoying that he doesn't bring it up either. Like, surely to heavens, he could say, okay, I am sorry that I hid this from you, you know, or whatever, or at least discuss yes. it. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I, I it's just, have, I am more frustrated with him than I am with her because this was his issue that he, you know, brought into this and exploded all over the place. And, you know, of course she's going to be upset about it, but he's just not even, taking the time to, you know, give a shit about how this affected her. I think as well that this, didn't they say that this is like the worst he's ever been, which is why they had to go into like shock treatment because he, so it's, he's probably never been through this either. You know, he's never had these after effects of having this treatment. So I I feel for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel that maybe he thought, Hey, I got this in my past, and um, yeah, sometimes I feel strange, but I, you know, Ruth makes me happy, and I'm happy, and everything's good. So, uh, um, moving on, trying to it move doesn't, on. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away, though. That's the problem. It doesn't matter if you're on medication. It's like Billy. Billy should go into a relationship being honest and upfront about the fact that he has a mental illness. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then you know he's an asshole who you know traps someone in a relationship without telling them, just like. George, hey, so hey, it's, it's like having herpes and not disclosing. Yes, because... <laughs> and I have a friend who does that, sleeps with everybody and doesn't tell them because she thinks if she's not having a flare-up, they, they can't catch it, and she's wrong. You're right, she is wrong. All right, and... that's a digression I don't want to step into. Um... <laughs> it was, it was we were done. That was it, Robin. An example, Robin. It was an example for yeah. real life. <laughs> Okay, not a digression at all. This, this yeah, is right. herpes cast. <laughs> I just shudder when I hear the word flare this is Hermes up, cast? Did you say Hermes or herpes? I get them confused. <laughs> uh, in the embalming room, Rick, Rico is talking to Sharon's voicemail. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, David uh, is Clearly, talking. Clearly, 
Sorry. Well, I was going to say, clearly, she's not answering your calls and didn't show up for lunch. Get the hint, Rico. <laughs> yep. Um, David is helping Claire pack some things for Billy's. And uh, this is where David asks her about the eggs. And Claire really looks kind of confused. It's a, kind of a big deal right here. And, uh, yeah, David tells her all the terrible things that would go into this. And she says, you had me at needle in my vagina. Uh, <laughs> no, she doesn't. Uh, Can I just say that I find it annoying when people ask a question and then once they realize that you have to think about it, they try to take the question away. Yeah. The way David did. Oh, I wanted to smack him. Well, David really doesn't want this, so that's that. I think that's his motivation in this whole. But thing. still, don't be rude. It's, yeah. it's kind of pointless to ask it if you're like, oh, well, never mind. It really wasn't that important, anyways. I mean, because it is a big deal. So question. stick up to your bully boyfriend and say, no, I don't <laughs> want my sister's egg used in this. Ugh. Uh, yes. So I don't think either of them are look would look forward to having Aunt Mommy Claire. <laughs> Oh, so gross. Creepy. Auntie Maman. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, Brenda, uh, we have her sitting in on her first meeting, and she's just hearing the dark humor that goes along to keep up with that kind of life. first meeting ever. (laughs) You know, this is something that, uh, this is a a service that is much needed, you know, and uh, a lot of times is run on volunteers, and it really irks me that Brenda can't even stick with it for more than half a day. She didn't even see any patients, you know. It might have been fall far from the tree. It might have <laughs> been very rewarding. It might have been difficult as hell, but she didn't even give it a chance. And I lost a little bit of respect for her. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she's dropped a notch in my eyes here in this episode too. And you know what? I'm sure she's dropped a notch in her own eyes. So I, I yeah. would think so. I haven't really watched the show in ages, but uh, she always struck me as being very shallow. Anyone? Anyone? Mm, not usually to me. Really? Uh, the, the last like season or so, she's kind of won us over again. I, mean, yeah. I was really uh, mad she at her tried to trick season. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. Because this, for me, was not unexpected that she would react like this. Her mother's just... a complete horrible human being. Her brother's insane. It's, it would be natural for her to just be a quitter yeah. and want life easy. But she's, she's usually not, you know, I mean, she's usually not that bad. And I felt like she would be the kind of person who would stick to this kind of challenge and feel rewarded by doing something like this. So Sometimes I, I, you just set yourself up for a challenge and you get into it. You just you realize you, you're not made of that stuff, you know, yeah. it, uh, I, I, you know, I've... But I think she would have been. You know what I mean? I think she would have been great at it. That's the thing. I, to me, well, you believe she's... in Brenda more than Brenda believes in herself. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rico is at Sharon's apartment <laughs> gate. Stalker. Uh, asking a neighbor what's going on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. This is when I wrote in my notes, he needs to take a hint. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I mean, clearly she's avoiding your phone calls. You don't assume just because somebody doesn't call you back one day that they've gone missing or something's happened to them. You assume they might not want to talk to you. Did this you guys, guy is the worst. Yes. Did you guys see a little parallel here that maybe perhaps Rico wanted to have his own Lisa incident to 
you know, feel a little bit more depth to himself because of, yes. like, he was just like, this happened to Nate, and this is exactly what's going to happen to me. I need to start calling the hospital. Vanessa puts in his head, call the hospitals, but, and like, then from I here was on worried. Out, then I was worried. I was doubting myself. I'm like, well, maybe she's not avoiding him. Maybe something happened. Maybe they're going to do another Lisa thing. Oh, God, please no! <laughs> <laughs> I almost think, like, Rico secretly wants something like that, something to add a little bit more depth to him. He wants some scars more than the the ones that he's living himself. He wants some sort of thing to whine over to maybe get Vanessa to feel bad for yes. him. <laughs> so, yes, I was thinking that something to make him sympathetic to yeah. Vanessa so that she, yeah. you know, can take care of him and, and take him back. And to you guys, too. Like, you know. No. He's probably at this no point thanks. going, nobody's going to like me on this. Nobody has ever liked me on this show except for Kim, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Kimberly. I think as well, I just think he's so naive because he got together with Vanessa and they were dating at school and everything. So he's never dated. He has no Mm-mm. reference point. He know he doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't know how to signals. Yeah, yeah he know. doesn't know he's being given the kiss off. Yeah. <laughs> and making out on his on his parents' couch seems pretty normal, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um Maggie and Ruth are having tea and talking about her not-so-exciting job while George sleeps. And we find out that she's dating Dr. Phil. And, oh. uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Philip, who's it. a doctor. Um, perhaps he's got a real license. Um, Did you notice <laughs> there was one little line in there I want to quote when she says, uh, oh, yeah, there's such prizes. Because <laughs> doctors, I mean, because we know the writers of this show don't really love doctors very much. So I found that kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you were going to say anything about it. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> well, I know that there's one doctor who I think is super awesome. And her name is Moira. Aww. Yay! Oh well, well, maybe Mara knows her. Mara, do you know another doctor than Mara? <laughs> <laughs> do you know Doctor Moira McTaggart? She is. <laughs> she does work with the X. You know, I do know a Doctor Moira Brown who is a marine biologist. <gasps> oh. Can we get her on the From, show in New- in Newfoundland? It's true. Can we get on the show? Yes. Yeah. This is Fisher Cast. <laughs> this is Fisher Cast. <laughs> I'm a step ahead of you, Dennis. Way far. Very nice. So, um, yeah, Maggie says that, you know, if Ruth looks hard enough, she's going to see the man she married. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard when she, she said that. She didn't know him enough as it was when they got married. <laughs> <laughs> to know you, <laughs> getting to know you after we get married is this a is, really bad life decision. <laughs> yeah, this is why you don't get married after a couple weeks, people. Okay, public service announcement: get to know your person before you jump into marriage with them. All right. If you I'm going to add, this is why you after. don't get married. Period. <gasps> Sorry, I'm happily married. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say that, but there are two happily married people on this podcast. And that one. I know. But I will say this: if you don't know someone well enough to have at least established a safe word, you shouldn't marry them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was expecting Maggie to give Ruth maybe a bit more background on George at this point, or at some yes. point. Um, I kept waiting for that, where she might have given us some insight into his previous marriages, or just briefly that you know this has happened before. But no, nope, we got nothing. I was expecting that too, especially now that it's all out in the open and there's no hiding it anymore. She, I thought she'd be more honest. I really don't like her very much. I think she's pretty um, 
pretty much a bitch because <laughs> she doesn't. Maggie, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, she's she's oh, why because of some conversations that haven't happened no, on screen. Because she doesn't, she doesn't. It's like she's glossing this over, not giving Ruth anything, and she knows all about it, and she could probably help her out. By but it's not like Ruth is talk. asking. Ruth's not yeah. going. Please tell me. And Maggie's not like going. Now I'm not going to tell you shit. It's, but Ruth is obviously really upset about this. And she's there for Ruth and George. No. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she's a bitch. I just think mm-hmm. she um, she's kind of doing the best she can, and and she doesn't know Ruth that well, so it's probably hard for her to judge what Ruth needs too. Yeah. You know, yeah. like what she needs her to say. I'm still pissed off that she never told her in the first place. You know, when she had the opportunity. Yeah. Ruth, what Ruth needs is a time machine, and she's not going to get one. <laughs> Well, send send her a TARDIS for Christmas. Uh, what's that? <laughs> what's your name, Penny? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, in one of my favorite psych like gags from this uh, episode is Margaret just driving in furs. <laughs> just, oh, she's got the, you know the I don't know what. Raise your hand if you were hoping she would get hit by another car. <laughs> I'm raising my head. I am not. It would be funny. No, sorry. It would be, it would <laughs> be the so best. Oh, horrible human being. I just love it. And she's just like, you know, don't worry. You're above all them. And, you know, you're still in shock from your miscarriage. So don't worry about it. I'll get you help. You know, no, I knew no. you were going to call. This irks me because um, this is just. I hate people who think they're entitled and don't have to, you know, do stuff that they don't want to do just because they've got money or connections. This really yeah. irks me a lot. That's why uh-huh. I lost some respect for Brenda because, Listen, you know. her mom slept with all those therapists and teachers <laughs> and doctors. I mean, half, uh, half the profession, she said, or something like that. But clearly she didn't sleep with the woman that becomes Brenda's mentor. So. <laughs> clearly. Yes. Or she would have been happier about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so speaking of despicable people, Billy and Claire are having dinner with uh, Billy's old friend Wolf and his oh. unnamed girlfriend. I have one thing to say, mm. just one. Artist talk, my least yes. favorite memory from university. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I wrote down for that part. I went, oh, gee, artists. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down the quote, you have a responsibility as an artist to try everything the world has to offer, and I... <laughs> groaned so hard (laughs) i hate i hate i i just hate it when people are like make get like like being an artist oh it's such a burden i bear oh shut up (laughs) do it because you enjoy it don't make it like it's such a burden exactly (laughs) i have this art inside me and it's burning its way through and it's Kills me every time I do it. It's like the alien creature. (laughs) Luckily, I came back to all this the grant money, so you know life isn't too hard. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, wow, you must have a spoiled. They just wander around the the universe, you know, spending their dough willy nilly, and then they expect some grant to bail them out. Like piss off. (laughs) Like some of us hardworking people. Hmm? Mm. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Billy is definitely in a dry spot here and they're not making it any easier at all. (laughs) They're such assholes. It's like people, you know, yeah, he was like, I'm sorry, but he did, you know, he did art stuff, but 
<laughs> That's where you want to wow. sit. <laughs> I even said hi oh, No one reacted. I, I heard your hi oh, and I was already that. starting to giggle. Oh, I didn't even realize what he said. I didn't hear the hi <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry These Claire, people are horrible. Oh, no, I, but like, like people change, you know. It's like you can't go. Oh, so you're not doing any art now? Maybe he's not interested in it anymore. You don't know. Yeah, right. Maybe yeah. you know anything. Is, you don't keep going. Ooh. Plus, they imply that that change. that he copped out by being a professor, and that's just rude to say yeah. that. How do? You, that's implying that there's a, absolutely no merit to teaching. Although, it's my right, gang, did you hear what Billy started saying? That saying that people say. Yes, I did. Yes. Those who can do and those, those who can, who can teach. teach. I know. And, and, you know, he's willing to take a crack at himself over it, but they just keep on going at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, the problem is not everybody does change. Some people change and grow up, and some people don't. They stay artists and, you know, flit around the world acting like, you know, the high school kid or college kids. And that's the problem. They don't understand the people who have grown up and changed. Yeah. They're, sometimes they're, they're jealous and they. Yes you know, take it out on them by saying that they're not cool anymore. Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> and they, they wish they could be that stable. <laughs> and Billy didn't yeah, even need exactly. that right now. He really didn't. He no. already had enough pressure to go off the meds. Now yeah. he needs to reclaim his youth. That's not good. Um, and we go from just horrible to horrible to horrible. Tom Wheeler is drinking with uh, <laughs> Nate. Chris Hansen is camped outside. Oh my God! This man is a pedophile. You need to report him somewhere. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you talking about? Whoa! No, 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 no! He just—he just wants the life energy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what pedophiles say. He wants—he wants—he doesn't want—he doesn't. No, it's not about sex. It's just—it's just—it's. Oh my God! You start talking about how you can't get it up, and then you're basically copping to being a a pedophork. (laughs) <laughs> that is what pedophiles say. That it's not about the sex; it's about the energy and the youth. You know, that's their excuse for having sex with children. Man. It is absolutely disgusting. And he has a thirteen-year-old daughter, and he can be interested in thirteen-year-olds. There's something wrong with that man. Ugh. Yeah. Hey, hey, he's not interested. You only in have his sex daughter. with children if they're eighteen or over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when they're no longer children. <laughs> well, no, they're still someone's child. Yes, but they're not child age. And, I'm uh, going to crown him. He's king of the creepers of Fisher Cast so far. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no. Because oh. he will be dethroned by the end of this episode. There is nothing worse than a pedophile. I'm sorry. That is the bottom yes. of the chain. Yeah, I think, he's, I think I can yes. safely say worse than Rio, Rico, yes. <laughs> Ricky, whatever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, Nate is deducted a point from me, I think, just for not saying, you know what, go to hell, and walks away. No, he's willing to talk to him about his life, and uh, Nate, uh, we find out he doesn't seem to be scared to death anymore. I uh, wrote that in my notes. I was like, oh my god, Nate, you evolved. That's good, that's good. Maybe he was was in shock, and that's why he didn't tell the guy to go to hell. I mean, if someone had come out and told me that kind of stuff, I would have been totally in shock, too. You're telling me this? Yeah. This is, you know, I mean, ugh. It must be something weird to be like, you know, that was your, like, best friend in high school, one of your best buddies in the world, you know, and and then realizing how terrible he's got, you know. Ugh. Ugh. 
Um, but uh, Nate urges him to grab life before it goes away. This is it. This is all we have. So oh, go God, after that, that kid. Yes. <laughs> yes, the guy's going to think he means go after the 13-year-old. Oh. Oh. I, hope, I hope we don't come back to this <laughs> because I really don't want to. It's horrible. Uh, back to uh, Billy and Claire. Billy wants to go home early. And he goes to the bathroom, and Wolf is blabbering on about how disappointed he is by New Billy. He's like, I agree with Des. And uh, <laughs> Billy actually has a hard look at himself in the mirror, and we're like, uh oh. Uh, My note was Billy going cray cray. <laughs> Not yet, but soon he's got to get off those meds first. Mm hmm. Uh, with Ruth and George, uh, George tries to sweeten her into some sweet, sweet lovemaking, but nope. <laughs> She's having none of it. Uh, By the way, last Monday was Nunavut Day in Canada. <laughs> it was? I wish yes. I I wish I knew. I would have none of it just to celebrate. Yeah, I got, that was cracking me up on uh, Redemption mm-hmm. Cast when you guys kept saying none of it. <laughs> okay, we're at Sam's Week and... Uh, David mentions he was pretty unimpressed by Sam's USDA prime beef tattoo on his butt. (laughs) (laughs) Crush dissolved. Uh, Um, And Tom is up there eulogizing about uh, how the best days of his life were with uh, Nate and Sam and how his best days are ahead by dating 13-year-olds. Pathetic. Very he didn't pathetic. actually say that. People who don't watch the episodes and listen to this recap. (laughs) 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 He said, "What this show is crazy. Um, okay, so uh, we're getting uh, into the scene where the landlord lets Rico into Sharon's place, and Sharon's Seriously? a bit outraged. Seriously? <laughs> that landlord should be fired! Mm. Fired. I loved how she sniffed the door to see if she smelled yeah. death. It's <laughs> only been a day. You wouldn't smell it yet. No. <laughs> oh, also, you know, maybe try knocking and saying this is the landlord. Did she do that? Because I don't remember her doing that. I mean, no, I she think did not. Lots of hellos. But. Yeah, well. <laughs> identify yourself as a landlord. Say, I'm coming in. God. I have a uh, sad bit of trivia here. This landlord is played by uh, Russian actress uh, Mariana Dimitrova. And uh, she actually um, died before this episode aired. Oh. She died uh-huh. June 1st, which was like a week before the premiere. And, uh, yeah, she fell to her death from an eight-story window in San Diego. Wow. Apparently, this was her second suicide attempt. So, this oh, came out sucks. post-mortem. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So. Oh, well. <laughs> this would be inappropriate to make a practice makes perfect joke. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will. Yeah. Thank you. This is six feet under his ledger right here. I don't know. Um, so. It was years ago. We just found out about it. Give us ten Canada minutes. does not endorse this man's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the problem with this country. Dorcas Fishercast. <laughs> Brenda meets Jackie Feldman, who's pretty pissed Brenda got the intern job and uh, yes. says she'll be counseling college kids. Ooh. Wow. Because um, I've seen her before, but I didn't want to look her up because I didn't want to, you know, go on. Yes, yeah, please don't look things up. Yeah, so I was wondering if you knew who the actress was because I've seen her in other stuff. Talked amongst yourselves. I didn't look at this. was getting late when I was doing this, but I will. This is uh, Anne Ramsey. I'm going to bring up her filmography here. I recognized her too. Yeah, I have to. I'm, she's probably been 
you know, here and there, but I don't know. She might have been something. Um, I see pictures of her in a league of her own. She was on House as a patient, and this damn Mac won't scroll down because half of the pop-ups in the world are loading. You need to block the pop-ups, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yo. Yo. Hawthorne. Block them, yo. <laughs> Secret Life of an American yo. Teenager. She was on a bunch of Dexter playing a character named Ellen Wolf. I, I don't remember That's who that was. Wait a second. What's the actress's yeah. name? Anne Ramsey. Uh, Anne Ramsey is the mom from the Goonies. I know, but it's a different <laughs> There are Anne two Ramsey. Anne Ramseys. One with an E at the end, one with an A at the end. She's the one with the A. She's Ma awesome. Fratelli. Yes. yes. <laughs> she was no... So. Uh, she was on Mad About You. She was uh, uh, Paul Reiser's sister, I think. On really? Mad About you. Lisa oh, Stemple. Or, or, or a friend. Hmm. She was on Mrs. B- Mr. Belvedere as Tanya. What? Yes. An episode. <laughs> she was, but I don't think it was any big She role. was Lisa Stemple in 67 episodes for seven years. That's where I knew her from. It might be uh, Dexter that I know her from because she yeah, was, she was in a few episodes. several episodes. She was Richard Kind's partner, I think. Who? Richard Kind. He was the, the, the large man on Mad About You. Well, you know I like Mad About You addicts. I, I, I thought we were talking about Dexter. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Six Feet Under. Moving on. <laughs> so, we are now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the French population in the college campus will be getting Brenda's skills. As... <laughs> Je n'y peux plus. I'm not sure what college this is. I, they didn't say a name, so I'm just going to automatically assume it's uh, Sunnydale U. Uh, you mean UC Sunnydale? UC Sunnydale, excuse me. Well, then she's going to have a lot more to deal with than just uh, stress and binge eating. <laughs> she better pack a steak. That's all I yes. can say. Can't Not wait the for kind the you eat. crossover. Steak. Oh, never mind. Where Brenda <laughs> counsels Riley. Riley. Uh, uh, <laughs> Riley has a secret he can't. I just feel inadequate because my girlfriend's so powerful. What should I do? <laughs> yeah, Gabe she is not dead and he's going to come back as a vampire. <laughs> I've been chasing this guy, Adam, but oh, my, God, my girlfriend Adam. wants him to. What do, what do I do? And this guy, Forrest, keeps... Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, Rico pops by the old house. This is the worst human being ever. Yeah, after the pedophile. Okay. No. Okay. No. I, I just have guy to say was kind of drunk. His buddy just died. He was in a vulnerable spot. No. Rico, Ricky, whatever his name is. <laughs> no! <laughs> Pedophile guy wants to have sex with a child! That's the worst. That's the worst ever. Does, oh, does. I think lying that someone died to no. re- regain some kind of closeness that's false with your ex is, is worse. So, it falls uh, under, it falls under to... more pathetic, but not yeah. nearly as creepy. Uh, All right. I will agree with Moira, the sensible one. Yeah. <laughs> Robin, and, Robin and Illyria, I just have to ask you something. Yeah. I, because you know where, <laughs> Because you're men, and therefore your opinion doesn't count as much, but I'll try anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think this disagrees with you, but go on. <laughs> so when, when Rico came out with She Died about Sharon... And I, I howled with laughter. Did, were you guys reminded of in Twin Peaks where Dick Tremaine said, little Nicky is dead? <laughs> because yes. it, it really made me... No, so I was. But... <laughs> I have to say I was. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Oh, uh, I, little Nikki. I watched this scene twice because it made me laugh so much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's he's got his family back for at least the evening out of sympathy. And who knows where Rico's going to go from there. Remind me, they broke up because he cheated, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, yep. never mind. Oh, he's pathetic. probably going to go on to more douchebaggery because apparently he can always top himself. You'd think there's nowhere else for him to go, but he finds it. My prediction is Vanessa will not be lured back. I hope not. Here's my prediction. Vanessa will be lured back, find out he's a horrible liar, this, that, and the other, and she will cause his demise. <laughs> you just want someone to get killed, don't you? <laughs> I just want Rico to die. I thought that was the whole point of this show. <laughs> <laughs> I could, you know, let loose some of my morbid fascinations. Oh, there you go. Besides, besides, the season opener, or the uh, trailer, I mean, for season five, implies someone's going to die in this cast. So, hey, oh, we can really? start I taking bets. That. You have it's to go, gonna... go on the Facebook page and go look. There's it's a Facebook official? page? <laughs> yes, you talked about it last episode. I know yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to be Rico. I think it's going to be a Fisher that dies. That's yeah, my I agree. I think prediction. it'll be a Fisher. I think it'll yes. be a Fisher, too. And I'm torn by, by which one, because it could be any of them. It could, I, I'm thinking David, though. I would like, yeah, I would like, not from Illyrio, yeah. I would like some uh, solid, let's say, who's going to die right here, right now. now can we clarify Does that for mean people I can predict? why you don't want me predict. to, uh, no, Claire. why you don't yeah. want me to chime in, Robin? I think that would be helpful. Because I feel you know. I, I think I might know. See, I don't know definitively, but because I read that thing that I read after this season came out, not having watched the season, I'm pretty sure I know what is... Uh, the big thing, but I don't know specifically if anyone specifically dies or not. Okay. Well, mm. then we should skip you anyways, just in case. I'm yes. afraid it's going to color not yes. only your opinion, but also like what now they're going to think is coming. So maybe we should talk outside of Moira and as and uh, yeah, sure. or what you know, and uh, sure. then maybe then as I'll long as you can make sure that. We, <laughs> As long as you can make sure you won't inadvertently spoil me about it. No, no, I won't say <laughs> you're right or wrong. Because, I'll be like, huh. because you're going to be in a really hard spot. But I wanted to say, say what, what I think, because yeah. I, ahead, I posted please, it in please. the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no basis for this. It's completely not rational, but I just have this gut feeling that it's going to be Nate, and I don't know why. Mm. Don't see, know I why. felt that when he had the AVM, but see, since they, they fixed that, I said, well, maybe not. Plus, they also killed Lisa um, so I don't think they'll kill him or Maya off because that's just a lot of, you know, death in one family. But hey, Nate's not afraid of death now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He would be a good choice, but I just have a feeling they won't go that way just because uh, they already killed off Lisa and, you know, killing off two of my parents is pretty messed up. That's but I, I was thinking Ruth, but then, you know, maybe uh, if she's, you know, she's the oldest and everything. It would be, you know, make sense. But uh, maybe, maybe David is what I'm thinking, just because he's kind of a wild card and why not? Yeah, and it would have to be somebody where it'd be pretty stunning. And somehow, I don't know, Claire, Claire dying, although she's the youngest, would probably bother me the least because she's been so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, the the promo that came out, I think, really does give the impression that somebody's going to die. I I'm not going to say whether that's right or not, but um, I I I want to say that uh, well, Six Feet Under has not played with us in the past, have they? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and uh, what you may expect now may change, and maybe the writers will be messing you with you for the rest of the season. <laughs> so, well, I've uh, had a feeling since, like, what, season two, I think it was, that somebody was going to die at the end. So Yeah, you have been saying that the whole time. Yep. Yeah. I will vote for you. That like, is true. Around, about the time that Nate had the AVM and everything, I just felt like mm-hmm. strongly that somebody was going to die. So I really didn't look at the promo too much and take much out of it. Beautiful promo, though. I, I really love that one. Homework for Nero. Yeah, right, we got to wrap this up here. So, uh, okay. Claire we're almost done. Go- we're, we're doing well. Was that? We're almost done. We're doing well. <laughs> Sorry. Claire wants to go global with the collage idea. Um, everything we know is barely held together, she says. And Billy is very impressed and very envious. <laughs> mm. Really? I thought he was more like, who cares? <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. He was turning green at the gills. My note is, having two artists at different stages of their careers who are both insecure living together is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was so obsessed with what he's going through that he really just didn't care that much and that he was just trying to pretend he did. This is like what Venus and Serena Williams go through every day. Who is better? But we love each other. Because of her sisters. Well, Venus has a better name. So there you go. Really? <sighs> She's named after a frigging goddess. <laughs> right, anyway. Uh, yeah, Venus rhymes with penis. <laughs> and that's why it's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I can't fault you there, Des. <laughs> Claire, uh, Claire seems uh, pretty troubled by how Billy is acting. And yeah, it's definitely coming to a head here. Um, <laughs> As she should <laughs> podcast No, no, it's really not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, David says uh, to Keith that Claire is strongly opposed to the egg plan. It makes it seem a little bit more like Claire absolutely refused. And he says he thinks him and Keith need to stop pretending they can make a child. And uh, as usual, Keith is super understanding and awesome. Yay. Yeah. Yay. And then the Neapolitan crisis happens. <laughs> God's sake. God. And Ruth, I have, I have here, Ruth uses this one outburst to point out all the stuff she's going through right now. See what I have to deal with? Oh, it, shut up, Ruth. It is yeah, shut up, Ruth. It is like having another Wait, what? It's like having another child. It, yeah. It's, it's Awful. ridiculous. You don't talk about your husband that has- way. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous that she didn't have to go through this, and now she is. Yeah. George says his life is shit, and... Yes, uh... it is, George. Yes, it is. <laughs> Quite astute of you. Not the only one, George. And uh, they, their George. patheticness reaches an absolute pinnacle when they both beg Maggie, a grown woman, not to leave. Oh, Maggie. <laughs> Maggie oh. says she can stay a little longer. I... I... My note says, oh, poor George's daughter, because I didn't know her name at the point. <laughs> it's Maggie. No, Mags. Oh, Mags. <laughs> and in the final scene, Billy dumps his lithium and Seroquel down the loo. You're welcome, Claire. And we have he's been back predict- on the chain gang. The loo! Moira and I haven't been predicting that for a while. We have, certainly. And, you know, so- it's classic. It's what we've been saying, or I've been preaching all along. This is what manic depressives do. They miss their yeah. manic phase, so they toss their drugs because they want their high back. They want their creativity back. They want their whatever you want to call it back. 
basically. Classic. And so, but on his medication, and you know, you would think that he would think, oh my God, these are the things I did while I was off my medication. Do I really want to go through that? The fact that I could almost killed my sister, almost like flayed skin off of her. You, you would think that he would think that in the, the, the lucid medicated stage he's in and not, you know, well, go think off of the, the creative artistic it, trap that he set up for Nate. I mean, wouldn't you want to get back that <laughs> that vision? That was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. as I as I said, I've been I've been reading stuff about this recently, like, just as a complete coincidence. And I was actually listening to a podcast today in which a guy who's a stand up comedian was talking about this and saying that you know it's so common among people who are creative that that you 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 know the the fear of going on to any type of medication because you will lose your creativity and so it's often the case that you come off of it because you think you'll get your creativity back mm-hmm. but he was saying that he's reached the time you know the point in his life now he's in his late 40s that he's happy to give up that bit of creativity if it is you know if it is that because of the fact that it makes his life more stable, his relationship with his wife and his kids, and that's become more important to him. And, you know, it's funny you say that because I listened to a man give a talk at a TEDx that, that, who's manic depressive, and he's about, I'd say, mid to late 30s, so close to 40 now, mm-hmm. and very, very similar thing, very creative guy, brilliant, blah, blah, blah. And he was explaining about precisely this, about why people go off their meds and how it's this, it's almost like, it's it's a high, it's almost like an addict trying to get their fix and that it takes um, a different level of maturity to finally be willing to give that up. And I guess Billy's not there yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand losing the creativity and wanting to get it back, but he loves his sister. He loves her unnaturally and you would think that love would be enough to keep him on the straight and narrow, you know, doesn't love conquer all? Apparently not. Sometimes love just ain't enough. Not when you're mentally ill. <laughs> hmm. um, okay, well, with that, we'll take a break and hear from our friends at Saturday B Movie. Saturday B. Saturday B Movie Real. This is Kevin Batchelder. And this is the Saturday B movie reel. Shoot it! Shoot it! <laughs> That's about describes it. Yeah. All right, everybody, stay here. We look specifically at the Sci-Fi Channel's original movies. You know the ones, the ones that air on Saturday night. Be known throughout the ages as an instant classic. <laughs> we need a bigger gator. A uh, limb cutting yes. and blood squirting from <laughs> flying limbs. I called it in my notes. What could go wrong? We look on a regular basis at the movies as they come out, and since they've been over two hundred of them, we do go back and look at many of them that are now out on DVD. At this point, I had completely forgotten any semblance of seeing if this actually makes any sense from a plot point of view. So come on by, get involved, and have some fun. Check us out at SaturdayBMovieReel.com. Our future depends on it. Make it safe. And we're back. And uh, <laughs> this is the Fisher of the Week segment. And uh, I am, we're running really late here. So I'm going to say, I'm gonna, we're going to go around. We're going to start with our guest, Claire. And I'm going to say, who's oh. your Fisher of the Week? And, and two sentences why. Okay? We'll Keith. just do that. Keith, 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 Keith. That was two sentences. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Illyrio. Uh, uh, Nate, because he was the one I wanted to punch the least. 
<laughs> yep. They were all pretty annoying and horrible. Except Nate. He was actually quite upbeat and didn't call the cops on his buddy, although I think he probably should. That was a run yeah. second sentence, but we'll allow that. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, Moira? Uh, I'm going with Nate because he finally got over his fear of death and he's acting stable and he's like Nate from season one again. So, Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate. Okay, uh, Des? Um, I can't pick Nate because um, he didn't do anything about the pedophile. So I'm going to have to go <laughs> with creepy, nasty Claire's dream baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's essentially David. So <laughs> we can go with that. It okay. is a David dream. Uh, and uh, I, I was going to pick Keith. Now I'm going to have to pick Keith in the overalls as an extension of David. <laughs> I don't want to pick that. <laughs> I'm going to say, no, Keith, because he was super supportive and awesome in this episode, except for the first scene where he was like, I read all the paperwork. You don't need to. That was shades of early Keith. I like super supportive Keith. And that was more than two sentences, and I apologize. Okay, so right, listener eulogies. Um, we have a voicemail from Steph, and we have hey. two emails in the mailbag here to read. Okay, here we go. FisherCast. Hello. Hey, nope. FisherCast. This is Stephanie. Um, I just wanted to, let's see. Uh, the end of season four was terrible. It was contrived. It was awful. It was like, it was like... Alan Ball said, oh, people are going to be mad if we don't uh, wrap up this uh, Lisa stuff that we started at the beginning of season four. And so we wrap it up at the very last episode, and it has to do with the brother-in-law. And now Nate and Brenda can move on with their lives. And then season five starts, and it's beautiful. They're getting married. And, oh, and... Um, David and um, Keith. Keith. Uh, oh, they're gonna I have tried a, to help they're gonna her. a child. They're gonna adopt a child. They're gonna have a child. That's great. Everything's looking up. Uh, Claire has moved on from her. You know, wanting to avoid reality and be high all the time, and she's with um, Billy. That's great. But oh, there's foreshadowing. Because Nate's like, well, I can't, I can't stand that I don't like uh, that he's boning my sister and that if he ever comes off his drugs, it'll be terrible. And, of course, he's going to stop she taking drugs. sounds just like Peter Crasser. <laughs> oh, and, of course, there's it's not all happy with David and Keith because he, uh, Keith, oh, Keith wants his own child. And David thinks it's be- best to adopt. And, but, it, but they're like... There's conflict there. Oh. And then Brenda loses the baby and she has to go through the wedding. Oh, that's just awful. That's, uh, and she, in, in the wedding picture, she just looks, she can just tell it. It's not the happiest day of her life. So, yeah, there's your misery. Um. She gonna talk about today's episode yet? Misery. Was that it? Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I think she wanted to get in what she had sent us last last week. We couldn't play because 
the audio on the voicemail line was crappy. But anyway, um, thank you, Steph, very much. All right, so we have one from Matt and we have one from Brad. Who's reading what? I never get to read anything. So. Oh, read something. You read one. I'll I'll forego reading one this week for you. You read one, Robin. All right, I'll read Matt. Matt says, "Hey, armed." Well, <laughs> <laughs> episode two is here, and it's another sort of okay episode. This kind of reminds me why I bailed on the show early in the fifth season. Just wasn't shaking the dust off from last season fast enough. It does eventually, and I'm gl- oh spoilers, and I'm very glad I picked it up again. But yeah, this episode had a whole bunch going on, but it didn't really gel. Stray thoughts. Hey, those of you complaining last week's death of the week was too long. Happy? Yes. <laughs> Maya Fisher, cock blocker. <laughs> <laughs> a pre-Star Trek Chris Pine. Yeah. Margaret Chenoweth must have gone to the Livia Soprano School of Mothering. I was expecting a, oh, poor you, at any moment. <laughs> The whole, I can't figure out how he ran himself over thing didn't work for me. Maybe it was because we saw it, and I think the clues are obvious as to what happened, unless what's-her-face from the killing was the lead investigator. (laughs) 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 Billy's medication. Cock blocker. (laughs) I'm guessing Des prefers even the deformed dream puppet baby to Maya. Sadly, no. (laughs) I've heard of the idea that people who've been in long-term relationships revert to the emotional age they were when they started, and it seems like Rico is living proof. He has no idea how to be a single guy dating and makes up a story a 14-year-old would think up to gain sympathy from Vanessa. Quite douchey. (laughs) Worst person ever. And speaking of douchey, Claire... And he says, fucking hippies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he's talking about uh, Wolf and his girlfriend, yeah. George Sibley, cock blocker. Uh, Did he say Dwayne Dibley? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. They should have named this episode cock blocker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Surrogacy stuff is weird with ant mothers and what have you. Uh, David's apron during prep work and Dexter's outfit while killing people aren't they different, are they? <laughs> Uh, Nate's pederist former friend is a little over the top for a we have nothing in common anymore moment I guess that's the victim of a time crunch but it hurts the episode to go that over the top why not just make him a republican or something I thought a pederist was a boy no before the DVD menu a promo of mid uh, aughts HBO played Man, they had a killer lineup back then. Even with this great stuff that now it pales to Sopranos. Uh, oh, even with the great stuff now, it pales to Sopranos, The Wire, and Deadwood. Fisher of the Week, I'll give to Nate for not being a creeper or a dumbass getting run, run over. Um, I'll give it six out of ten inevitable comments from Illyrio and or Moira about how the American health system sucks. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I just looked it up. A pederist is actually neurotic, someone who wants a neurotic relationship, a man with a young boy. See? Really? So technically he's not a pederast. Yeah, that's what He's not a pederast at all. My apologies, I was wrong. He's just an asshole. Mark your pedophile. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's reading Uh, Brad's email? You you were wrong last week, too, Illyrio. (gasps) So don't get excited. Birds are animals. 
Oh yeah, I'm wrong all the time. It seems <laughs> you oh, should be wrong every week. Yeah, I'm just fun. <laughs> I think we should let Illyria read Brad just for fun. I can't Go ahead. because I oh. need to get back upstairs in about three minutes, and I don't have access to the email in front of me. But I appreciate the offer. Right, go ahead, Moira. <laughs> All righty. Okay, he's got quite the title on this one. It says, Dancing for Me. Eh, more like dancing for the day when antiquated forms of media aren't capable uh, causing vehicular suicides, a.k.a. 2007, if I'm being generous. Seriously, I don't even know how or where to get a newspaper anymore. <laughs> Do you mean how or where? How or yeah. where to get a newspaper anymore? He anyway. this at 5.12 in the morning. It, it was. It's, it's but that's his afternoon. <laughs> yeah. There's no excuse for Brad. It's the middle of his day. Yes. <laughs> all right. Are all the episodes this season going to have to have such awful titles? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, Brad. So, Nate didn't recognize the name of one of his best friends until the end of that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Claire, those are wedding photos. What would possess anyone to ever want to buy someone else's useless wedding photos? Here, here. Ah, what is that Terror Beast monster? It's like Nightmare on Elm Street 5 by way of Oklahoma. <laughs> Yay. Ah. Why can't Rico run over himself? <laughs> yes. Nate associates with the worst people ever. A would-be pedophile. A guy that ran over himself. Lisa, I can only imagine the rogues gallery of ne'er-do-wells, pederasts, and thieving charlatans lollygagging about in that organic food co-op den of iniquity in Seattle. There's a reason he's only visited once. Congrats, Rico. You are somehow even worse. (laughs) Thank you, Brad. Okay, well, thank you very much for those uh, that feedback. We're going to be doing probably two sentence uh, last rites as everybody needs to get going. So let's do this for the quick strikes and go, Claire. I like this episode. <laughs> um, and your rating? I give it. <laughs> I give it eight out of ten cuckoo cachoos. Nice. <laughs> All right, uh, Illyrio? I thought this episode filled me with lots of frustration and anger towards the characters. Hmm. I can't stand Ruth. I think Claire needs a backbone. I think Billy's going to probably end up killing Claire. I hated Brenda on this episode. Nate, I liked, but I usually don't like him. So that made me upset, too. (laughs) Um, And Keith and David are just not moving forward. David, you are so much more than what you allow yourself to be in front of Keith. And it's really, really saddening. So I'm going to give this episode uh, five out of ten pretentious art conversations. (laughs) Uh, Des? Okay, um, I pretty much like this episode. I think I said enough about what I liked and didn't like when we were discussing it, so I'm just going to go with the rating. Um, I give it 7 out of 10 hot black men and overalls. Yes. <laughs> nice. Mm. And Moira. Okay, I, yeah, I, I liked it okay. Um, it didn't frustrate me as much as Illyrio, but I can appreciate your point, so I'll just, that's enough of that. Uh, um, I will give it 7 out of 10 acts of coitus interruptus. Huh. Uh, I'll say fun episode, lots of cray cray. Uh, yes, some frustrating elements, but at, at the end, I'm giving it eight out of ten French students. 
<laughs> let's uh bury this bottle of pills uh you can find us on itunes please give us a star rating of course you can also uh, give us five it. stars yeah why don't you limit yourself to a star no give us 53 <laughs> yeah. you can also find us on the best app in the world downcast even though sometimes it crashes on me and frustrates me listen don't worry about downcast the support is great they have new new updates all the time i love it love it love it Love it, love I it too. can't use it because my phone's too old. I know. I'm waiting so for it to be free. Uh, I know, but it's it's really good. Yes. So <laughs> yes, uh, reviews. We love it, and does. Yes, uh, you can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com, and you can listen to all our older episodes there if you can't find them on iTunes. Illyria, would you like to remind them of where they can find us on the social networks? I would love to. The social networks, you can find us at uh, facebook.com slash group slash FisherCast. And uh, just remind me of our Twitter uh, username, Robert. Um, it is twitter.com slash Illyrio. No, that's me. <laughs> we don't uh, have one. We don't have one. <laughs> twitter.com oh, okay. slash PotentialCast. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I'm still new to this, guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. We <laughs> love you. Beat on the new guy. Uh, <laughs> Moira. Yes, you can also write to us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. Please put the episode title in the subject line. And I usually try to give you a heads up in the Facebook group to know when we're recording so you can get your mail in on time. Yes, and we do appreciate all the feedback. And Claire, thanks for coming on to the show with us. Hey, Claire. It is in Illyrio's contract. Usually we're not having guests this season, but I had to follow contract. the contract. <laughs> so. Claire can be on any show I am ever on, ever. So that's Aww. it. Thank Ill- you, Illyrio. is like, don't read it, just sign. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> usually gentle and understanding, but I will sign this paperwork without, uh, you know. Okay, uh, uh, so... Thank uh, you for having me on. I very much enjoyed it, and I love you guys. Aw. Love you too, Claire. We love you too. <laughs> I'm married, but, you know, I have great affection. <laughs> I'm not married, so I can freely say that I love Claire. Neither <laughs> <laughs> <Either> am I. <laughs> <laughs> well, who was I, who was I supposed to be blowing again? I think we agreed that it me. was Me. Sorry, Lirio. That's <laughs> okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> I'll say, you're my best friend. Please don't be a pedophile. Uh, Des. Good night. Yes. <laughs> Rick will find you on the web. You can find me on What's Home with Steph and Des, where Steph and I talk TV um, weekly or bi weekly, depending on how we're feeling. And that's What's Home with Steph and Des. Blogspot.com. They heard the promo. Yes. <laughs> Illyrio. God. <laughs> find me on Twitter. I'm uh, at Illyrio. And you can find me on Potential Cast, Redemption Cast, Pause Cast, and every once in a while on. Uh, Yippee Podcast, The Last Airbender Podcast, and such. And you can find Moira sitting on the sun porch watching TV and eating out of a carton of Neapolitan ice cream while George screams in the kitchen. And you can find her on Twitter at twitter.com slash Moira Brown with an E at the end. Of course. Yes. And, uh, of course, me, Redemption Cast uh, with Illyrio here. And um, and that's about it. FisherCast and soon to be an X-Files podcast and uh, on the Twitter. Is that the official L- title? Because I don't think that's going to ring very well. The, the, the X-Files podcast? Yeah. The, 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 you're calling it soon to be an X-Files podcast. Soon to be an X-Files podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe I'll just call it maybe next year. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> no, uh, uh, that's uh, that's it for. Um, it, I was just kidding. This fall, this fall, this fall. Maybe. <laughs> Once but, I get back from America. <laughs> well, that's it for uh, Future Caps this week. Next week, your homework is season five, episode three. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. <laughs> and uh, as for. Uh, uh, dancing for me, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. Bye. Oh, that's where we're supposed to say dust to dust. Bye. On the floors of Tokyo, oh, down in London town to go go. Oh, with the record selection and the mirror's reflection, I'm a dancing all with myself. Oh, when there's no one else inside, I think the crowd and lonely night. Well, I wait so long for my and I'm dancing all with myself Dancing all with myself Dancing all with myself When there's nothing to do And there's nothing to prove I'm dancing all with myself If I look tall over the world And there's every type of girl But she reckons the eyes seem to pass me by Leave me dancing all with myself So let's sink another drink Cause it'll give me time to think If I had a chance I'd have a woman to dance And I'd be dancing all with myself Dancing all with myself Dancing all with myself Well there's nothing to do So there's nothing to prove When I'm dancing all with myself
Chance I'd ask a woman to dance and not be dancing with myself. 